0: Welcome to Female Empowered, a podcast for female fitness and wellness professionals and business owners looking for real talk about the ins and outs of the industry. I'm Krista Gurka, an accidental entrepreneur turned founder and CEO of a multi-million-dollar health and wellness business. In this podcast, I'll be sharing expert insights and having real conversations about what it means to show up, thrive, and of course, get paid. We'll talk about what works, what doesn't, and what really happens behind the scenes of a client-based business, all so you can take away sound advice and actionable steps that help you become a more successful and confident business owner, all on your own terms. So let's dive in. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Female Empowered Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Gurka. I'm so happy you're here. Here comes um, my little cough again. If you're just l- tuning in to this podcast, you will hear that I have a chronic cough, which hopefully in 2024, I'm gonna get situated. I'm just looking, I I record these videos also, these podcasts, so if you ever watch, go to my YouTube channel, by the way, I have some additional videos on there, Krista Gurka, but if you're checking it out, I just realized my hair is in a really interesting situation. So anyways, I also think this is a total aside, but I also think a really funny game would be for 2024, see how many different pairs of glasses I wear either on my social media or in my podcast videos because my kids are laughing at me because I have, (laughs) excuse me, I have literally like 17 pairs of readers placed all over the house because as I hit 50, my eyes suddenly went bad and I'm starting to realize like, I can't see that well. So literally I have like 15 different pairs of $3 reader glasses all over the house. So I have a variety, you'll see a lot of them in this year as we go. So anyways, that's enough. If For those of you that haven't shut off this podcast or been like, what is this chick talking about? And you're still listening. Thank you for listening to my ramble, but today we're actually going to talk about an interesting topic that I was discussing with my peer mentorship group, my mastermind, my personal one, uh, a week ago, I think. We were talking about what happens when we get bored in our business, and it happens frequently Two high achievers. And one of the things that we were talking about in our group was the different kinds of leaders that we all are. So, for example, a lot of us were saying that we are like wartime leaders, or they call them wartime CEOs, where we thrive in growth. Okay, so I thrive in growth and new opportunities. It's the same way I like working with my patients. I like when we're working towards something, a goal. I don't love maintenance, just who I am. And I don't need to change myself for that. And you don't need to change yourself from that. But one of the important things is recognizing when you're starting to hit this wall of boredom in your business, because it becomes a risk, it becomes a liability. Because when you get bored as a CEO, and then you have an itch to launch something new without any strategy, or you start getting distracted with like, you know, shiny object syndrome over here, and it deters you and it pulls you off course. It's starting to take you farther and farther away from your ultimate goal. And besides that, it actually, it does make your team a little bit crazy. So they're like, what is she doing? Why are we doing that? And, you know, then we put a lot of pressure on our team because as high achievers, we wanted things done yesterday. And so we're like, oh, we have a new idea. Let's do it tomorrow at 9 a.m. But you're not the one necessarily implementing it, and then you're like, ah, oh, that didn't work. Well, no, no shit, because you didn't have a strategy, and it didn't align with your mission and vision. And so, how can we avoid going rogue in our business? And and believe me, I've worked hard at this, and I have a great team around me that helps keep me in check. Also, um, I feel like I don't have a lot of yes, bunch of yes people around me. I have people that are like, yeah, I don't think that's a great idea. Now I'll admit, sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it anyways, because I'm stubborn and thick headed sometimes. And I like it the way that I want it. And I get that, you know, I am trying to still work on listening to other people. And I do value there's a ton of people on my team that I value their opinion. And I do listen to it, except when I get in my stubborn control freak mind, I'm like, yeah, we're going to do it anyways. So but one of the things so most of us in this industry, most of us that are business owners, that are entrepreneurs, especially when we just were like, Hey, I'm going to start a business without really knowing we're really high achievers. We're high achievers. We're perfectionists. We're go-getters. We are hustlers. We're grinders. We will figure it out. And what leads to boredom for us is When we start getting into like the monotony and the stagnation of our personal and professional development, and it basically starts to create this like misalignment between our strengths, which is growth and projects and vision and creating new ideas and our job responsibilities. So how do we work on that? as owners okay so let let's first talk a little bit about why we see why we see boredom in our business as high achievers okay so these are some reasons why you might be experiencing boredom so number 1 is there's a lack of challenge and even though stress and challenge can be difficult some of us really thrive in that that's why we're procrastinators right? Because we thrive under the pressure. That's why so many of us survived COVID because we thrive under the pressure. And that's how we are. That's where we really step into our power, right? So we thrive on challenges and the process of overcoming them. Like I said, like going through COVID, right? So when our work environment fails to sufficiently challenge us and it becomes routine, we feel unstimulated. And then that's when we're like, oh, let's do this. Well, we shouldn't necessarily do that in our business just to kind of quell our need for challenge. Maybe there's a way we can find challenge elsewhere, right? Another, you know, uh, going in line with that, like if we're being, if our skill set is being underutilized, it's where we really, like, we don't love it. And so I'll give you a perfect example. I worked with a client. I will I think I will always remember him. It was probably four or five years ago. And you know, I my sessions for Pilates are like, I think at the time they were just, you know, like one hundred and fifty two hundred dollars an hour for Pilates, right? And so basically like a personal trainer for two hundred dollars an hour and he used to come in and he used to just always be like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to do that. No, I just want to do this. And like we literally just worked on footwork. Maybe some arm work, mermaid, feet and strap. Like sometimes he didn't even want to do feet and straps. So we did like the same seven exercises. And I was like, I can no longer do this. I can no longer use my brain because it wasn't stimulating for me. I wasn't using my brain. I like to use my brain to figure out puzzles, to figure out how I can really improve and optimize someone's performance and, and whatnot. And so I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And it's the same in our business. So it's why when we're doing these little ticky tack tasks, we get irritated and burnt out and overwhelmed is because we're underutilizing our skill set. We are not stepping into our true value and our true zone of like excellence, not even zone of genius, but zone of excellence. Okay. So if you ever read The Big Leap, it's a really good book. Um, so anyways, when we have these, we like common things like creating graphics, maybe, unless that's really, you love that creative outlet or answering emails or doing like, there's things that are just ticky taxed up. Now there are some things in business that are boring and we just have to do, or we can delegate them out. Like I used to hate doing payroll. So guess what? I don't do it anymore. I have someone on my team that does payroll and she's really great at it. Okay. Same thing with repetitive tasks. Repetitive tasks sometimes are underutilizing our skill set and we will tend to get bored with that. Like how I got bored with this client. I did the same seven exercises twice a week and I literally was falling asleep during the session. Okay. When we feel like we are not growing as a person or professionally is when we get bored. And that's when sometimes we can go rogue and we can really break our business. So basically the underlying theme is that we as high achievers have an overemphasis on achievement, all right? And so when we get to the point that we've achieved this, what we usually do is achieve, try to achieve the next thing. And we keep moving goalposts. We keep moving the goalposts. And what does this lead to? So when when these kind of things left unchecked, They can lead to a total decrease in productivity and engagement, which means we kind of feel checked out because um, we're just checked out, right? And we're not feeling productive and we start procrastinating. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. It could lead to burnout, right? It could lead to um career dissatisfaction and being like, I want to go do something else. It's like how we see people that jump from career to career to career or job to job to job. They just need to be more stimulated. Okay. So some of the ways that I think we can combat this risk in our business is a few of the following. So I'd love to give you some examples of how I've been able to combat this in my own business. And maybe some of them will resonate with you. If, by the way, you're like, I don't know, I'm not bored at all. I'm just under pressure. Like you might be bored one day. And so maybe you just come back to this episode and listen to it again. So some of the things, if it's left unchecked, they really could affect not only your business, but your team, your leadership, your interpersonal skills, your professional development, your home life. And so I want to share with you some things that might help. Well, one, stop doing tedious tasks. Delegate those out. You can delegate them or you can delete them altogether. Maybe they don't even need to be a part of the process anymore. So how do you delegate them? You can get a VA, right? We have some great referrals to virtual assistants. You can have somebody on your team, an admin person, do them. Um you can ask a manager, an instructor. There's there's a lot of ways you can um Delete or delegate tedious tasks so that you are no longer doing them, right? The Pareto principle, you should be spending 80% of your time on the 20% of tasks that are going to drive the business forward. You can pursue passion projects without doing like, you know, shiny object syndrome. So you can do passion projects maybe outside of work, or maybe you create another revenue stream that aligns with your current business model that you can, that will really light you up again. So it's like what I did when we created our teacher training program, right? What I did when I created this mentorship and consulting portion, it really, I'm very, very passionate about helping women create, run, grow sustainable businesses that are going to produce profit for them. So I really love it and I've learned to delegate other things in the operations of Pilates in the Grove so that can also be successful as well. Another thing that has really, really been beneficial to me, and I see this also in our mentorship and and groups, is developing personal and professional relationships with peers and colleagues, okay? They keep you inspired. They motivate you, especially When you are in the room with people that are doing what you eventually want to be doing. I never like to be the smartest person in the room. To be honest, I want to be the least smartest person in the room because I want all of that additional smarts and motivation and inspiration and conversations to rub off on me and show me what is available to me, you know, moving forward. So learning and you learn how to learn new skills. I love learning. I really do love learning. So maybe it's learning how to do something outside of work. Maybe it's learning a new language. Maybe it's learning a new language AI. Like maybe it's learning a new tech software. Okay, so so learning. So that's what really drives me. Like learning how to optimize the business model, learning how to create additional revenue streams for my team so they they can start moving out of the trading time for money model and really start to do things that they're passionate about, learning how to be a better leader, learning how to be a better person in general. I just love learning new things, okay? So another thing that's really helped me is volunteering. They There's a quote that says, um, I can't remember what it is, I'm gonna butcher it, but it's it's basically saying, it basically says like the best way to help yourself is to help others. It's it's basically like when you feel down, helping somebody else will make you feel better. It's definitely not the quote, but it's that idea. So volunteering to talk to women's business groups or young girls, or um, I'm involved in a few different, um, I sit on the board of a few different charities here in Miami and those kind of things really, really help me stay focused and energized. I really love being able to pay it forward, okay? So seeking professional development is also a way that I stay motivated. And it's very similar to what I talked about with like creating relationships, peer relationships with other people. I love the people that I have met in my mastermind and we've actually become very good friends. We have a text group together. Um, And so it's really, it's just a, it, it, They can walk you through when things are difficult. They know what you're going through because sometimes your friends, if they don't own businesses, they don't really necessarily understand what you're going through. And so it having a group like we've created in the Beyond the Movement Mentorship, the community is really amazing, you know? So those are the reasons I say join a peer mentorship group with someone That is doing what you eventually want to be doing that has a skill set to teach you what it is that you want to learn and has other people that are going along the journey the same as you because the conversations are different there all right one you realize you're not alone and two being able to talk through different strategies or challenges or situations and getting feedback from other like-minded individuals most of the time we have the answer but just being able to bounce those questions off of other people were great and our inner circle call yesterday um you know we had a really great conversation about creating ads about marketing about um how you lead your team and avoid micromanaging how do and it was really a multifaceted conversation in which a lot of of the women in the group shared their insights and were really helpful to each other and i love being able to sit back and not interject anything and let the people in the group have those conversations and lead the conversations and Share with one another and lift each other up and give each other feedback and offer suggestions and tools. And I think it's really, really great for women to be in those kind of groups. All right. So, you know, look for the silver linings also in your business. So, yes, maybe you're bored, but and the silver lining is that you have the time to be bored. Right. And so, what can you do then to recognize those signs and take proactive steps to address them, ensuring that you have both a balanced and fulfilling career and life and those around you have the same? These are the thing, because again, without, without keeping it in check, sometimes again, we go rogue and we start to break our business and it gets confusing. Have you ever heard someone that's like selling this and then they're doing PT and then they're doing consulting and then they're doing... They have an online program and then they're teaching about cardio and then they're teaching about nutrition. You're like, what is it that you actually do? I'm not really sure. Okay. So if you're going to do things that interest you, like make the, maybe make that personal and not part of your business. So working on your mindset and how to think about these things and how to recognize if you're doing this because you're bored, if you're trying. And the other thing is I do think That some of the reasons we get bored is because some of us believe, really wholeheartedly believe that to be successful, work should be hard. And so if we're at a point that work is not hard, we try to like sabotage ourselves and break the business so that it seems harder. So we are making it harder on ourselves because we have this internal belief subconsciously that, well, if it's not hard, I'm not doing it right. And so one of the things that is important is to work on recognizing, is this where that's coming from? Or what can I do to avoid going crazy in my business and just making my life harder? It's okay for work to be easy. It's okay to have success and have it be easy. It's amazing, in fact. So if you're interested in learning some of my mindset strategies. And if you're like, eh, I'm not there yet. No, no problem. You will get there at some point. It's not really woo, woo but I have a free, fully free audio course. That's about a lot of the podcasts that I've done regarding mindset and how it's really helped me level up over the years and some things that I've learned and, and things that I think are really important to teach other women. If you want to grab that free audio course, just go ahead and visit com slash mindset audio course. So again, that's com slash mindset audio course. It's totally free. And then there's like four or five different podcast episodes. You can listen to while you're walking or in the car or, you know, anytime that you're ready to listen to something in your ears. OK, so that's what I have for you today. Um, I'm curious. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Do you ever feel like you're bored in your business? If you're like, Chris, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, it may come in the future. And maybe it won't. Uh, but it has happened to me. And I recognize it when some people in our groups are are trying to do things to their business. And I'm like, I just think you're bored. I think you need to find something to do outside of your business so it doesn't... Um. So it really doesn't spread you too thin just because you're trying to like self-sabotage. So that's all I got for you today. I can't wait for you to join me for our next episode. Go ahead and hit the like and subscribe button. Please, 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 please. I'm asking you for a favor. Please subscribe to my podcast. It really helps me get this information in front of more women in boutique fitness and wellness. And also lets me know that I'm sharing helpful information with all of you. All right. So until next time, my friends, bye for now, ladies. Hey there. Thanks so much for listening today. But before you go, could I ask you to take a minute? Okay, so maybe like two minutes and leave me an honest review about the podcast. It really does help me get this podcast in front of more women in healthcare, wellness and fitness, and also really lets me know that I'm actually sharing information you all like to listen to. Thanks again and catch you all on the next episode.